Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Bienvenidos al episodio 171. Welcome to episode 171 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I am super excited to share a conversation with you this week with one of the star members of our Spanish Fluency Club. And if you're not familiar with the Fluency Club, it's actually our online community where we not only learn Spanish with music, but we also get plenty of practice speaking it and learning to just get comfortable with having conversations in Spanish. So it's something that I love to share anytime we have a member who has really taken advantage of uh, being a part of the community and really enjoys learning. I like to share those stories with you because maybe it will inspire you to take the next step that you need to take to get to Spanish fluency. And spoiler alert, it's probably not learning another grammar topic. <laughs> it's probably more in line with actually putting into practice what you have learned. And Kimberly's story really does speak to that. Uh, she talks about how she spent, wow, uh, almost two years learning Spanish uh, on an app before she even tried to speak the language and got comfortable with speaking. And Kimberly is proof positive that you can learn Spanish no matter how old you are, no matter what your schedule is. She is a nurse. She is a mom. So she's definitely very busy. She has a lot to do with it with her work and with her family. And 
she started learning over 40. So you don't have to be a college student or a baby <laughs> to start learning Spanish in order to get to a point where you feel comfortable speaking the language. So I'm really excited to share uh, Kimberly's story with you. I'm sure you will find her energy infectious and that you will hopefully get some good advice from her on how you can incorporate Spanish into your daily life so that you can actually get to fluency one day and not just make it one day, but make that day sooner rather than later. So uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Kimberly. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining me today on the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. And Kimberly, so you were called out to my attention as being one of the star members of the Spanish Fluency Club. So I wanted to talk to you just to get an idea of what your experience has been and so that other people could be inspired, hopefully, by your story as well. So just start out by telling us a little bit about you and why it is that you wanted to start learning Spanish in the first place. Well, Ever since I was young, ever since I could remember, I've always thought Spanish was just the coolest language. I've either as a kid or as an adult, I've lived in Arizona, a little California, Texas, and then um, as an adult, five years in Colorado. And so lots, lots of Spanish. So it's pretty much everywhere. And then even I have Sesame Street. Yeah. So everything is just like, I want to learn that language. And then I finally got into um, high school and uh, I took Spanish. And I did well. I don't know how, because I look back and I'm like, I don't know if I'd really be able to speak much, right? So, and then I even took a year of Latin in college. And actually, that is so beneficial. If anyone has the opportunity to take Latin, so beneficial for, for Spanish. And then I took three semesters of Spanish. And even then, I look back, I'm like, what did I really learn? And so I thought, well, pretty much the only way that you could learn, or maybe a few ways, would be with your family, right? So um, if you lived in the country, all the, all the cliches, right? So the only ways, right? So I, I've learned different, luckily. Um, and then also, oh, maybe if you could learn at the university through the, through a textbook, right? And uh, so I still really wanted to learn Spanish, but my, my life pretty much um, progressed. I would try to speak some, some Spanish um, to, to people that I, you know, work with at my different jobs. And uh, then I just really was like, I really want to learn Spanish, and uh, I want to I want to learn it now. I was in my I was in my forties, and uh, so I started really simple with you know the the app with the owl. Everybody knows, right? So <laughs> yes. <laughs> be nice, yeah. And um, at one point, I got I had a like a five hundred day streak, right? Wow. And I would just do a few minutes a day and, and I, and I looked and I was doing a few other things, thank goodness. But then I decided, nope, you need to just go all in, go all in, pick a few and just, just go all in. And, and I was like, all right, I did have to tell my husband, I'm like, just so you know, I'm like, I, I, I went ahead and stopped. I, 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 you know, removed it, but looking, looking back, I'm like, what did I even really learn? Like 500 days, even if it's wow. five, five minutes, but then again, it is nice. It just kind of help it's you know there's a, a free free version so at that point I started to listen to people and a lot of people would say actually just you should just start talking to people and actually get involved that's the real way have a have like a like a tutor you can you can get a tutor online and we're really lucky that we have technology right so um and then so about 2000 
don't know, maybe 2019, I was just looking around and um, one of your friends, uh, uh, Ollie, right? Ollie with, with story learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went across his, uh, his program and, and I started with that. So, and then I was just using a little bit here and there. I would use an application for vocabulary. It's really, it's a really good one. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the different applications that I use or if I, yeah, you can share, feel free so, to share. Yeah. If it's so, been helpful so, to you. Yeah. So I use, I use drop and I find it really helpful for general. And then also I recently got the premium uh, Quizlet, um, for two reasons. And I, I use that is because a lot of your lessons are there. So I can go and, and review whatever, you know, the preterito, wh- wh- whatever I need to, to learn. And then also I've been adding it whenever I learn vocabulary in the Spanish fluency club um, or with my, my tutor outside the Spanish fluency club, I go and add that so I can learn because a lot of these words don't stick, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I do that. And then I do, I do Zumba and I love, love, love Zumba and I love the songs and almost all my playlists are all just, are all just Spanish songs. There's a few, there's a few English, a few. That are in there, and I just really wanted to know the the lyrics. And then also, I I'm a nurse. I work mostly with adults, but I also work with sorry, I work mostly with kids. But I so I speak to a lot of parents, and then some adults. And I used to be inpatient. Now I actually work um, via you know telephone and computer. So, but even then, I'm like I really need to learn Spanish. And my biggest motivation is actually the culture. I want to talk to people and in culture. So I do, I do like nursing. I do like medicine. I like being able to talk about that, but that's always going to be kind of tertiary, if that mm-hmm. makes it. Mm-hmm. So I make it there someday, but I, I, so I looked at them like, I'm going to see if I can find some way to learn Spanish. It sounds like it's, you know, so, you know, like, wow. Uh, so let me see if I can find a way to learn Spanish through song. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look up some podcasts I'm like what is this and it's also like this doesn't even sound like this could happen <laughs> and I talk about this program all the time so um yeah everybody knows about it they're like yeah talk to Kimberly to start talking about how great Spanish phone salsa is and even my 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 husband and so he has a joke um so does my brother that if you're saying a word too much you're you're limited the number of times a day you could say it so <laughs> You know, it might have been, you know, whatever, like feeding for babies when my kids were young or whatever. But my husband joked, it's, it's Spanish con salsa. I know it's Spanish con salsa, Kimberly. You don't have to. So, <laughs> and, so great. and then, yeah. So, and then I saw, like, first I, um, you know, followed the podcast. And then I, I did the, the music, the music classes. So, um, and then I'm like, I really want to do the Spanish fluency club. Like, it sounds amazing. So, um, I'm like, well, this is not like, you know, right before the holidays, I'm like, but next time it opens up, I'm going to be ready because my mom always taught me with things. There's never a perfect time, right? Never a perfect time. You will always be waiting if you wait for the perfect time. And so I joined in April last year and inserted in May. And uh, yeah, like the amount of Spanish that I have learned. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I can't even... Like I can't even believe how much I've learned in a year just from 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 the Spanish fluency club. Like thank you for for developing. I just follow it. I try to work a little ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I also try to uh, learn 
vocabulary, whatever's usually going on with my kids or maybe my, my job a little bit. Um, I'll try to look up like, you know, the, my little pony party, right. That's not going to be for everybody, but you know, <laughs> for my weekend it, it was. Um, so yeah, we try to try to know like a little bit about uh, what's going on, but yeah. So it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. The, the fluency club. Yeah. So thank you for, for making that this program. So no, well, you know, it's so interesting. You said a couple of things that stood out to me. So the first thing I have to admit, so Zumba was also my gateway drug to learning how to dance salsa, <laughs> which is also how I started learning Spanish because I was like you, I was like, I want to know what the songs are saying. I want to understand these song lyrics and I want to learn in an immersive way. I want to learn about the culture and, you know, I can't just pick up and leave and move to um, a foreign country right now because like I have a job, I have a home, I have a son, you know, so I had all these things going on and I was like, there's got to be a way to do this. So it's just funny how you mentioned that, like it mirrors some of my experience as well. And I wanted to ask you, since you talked about like time, you know, you, you mentioned being a mom, being a nurse. So I know that your schedule is really crazy. Um, you know, also being, you know, in your forties, like some people start learning in, uh, college or in high school or when they're children, they say, oh, you can't be fluent unless you start learning language, like when you're like two years old and all that kind of thing. So how is it that you've managed to find the time to learn so much Spanish in the time that you have since you joined the Fluency Club? Because I imagine um, that your schedule is busier than than most, or maybe just as busy as some other people who might be listening. So can you share like how you're able to fit everything in and how you make time for it? So it's just making it a priority. And then you also taught us as a group, what's your, what's your plan B? So what are you going to do if you just have no, no time to sit down and, and formally? So, and in that case, it's, it's, you know, I'm usually listening to the songs or I might even listen to one of your grammar lessons or, or whatever. So, um, because sometimes you're on the soccer field all day or wherever, <laughs> like, and you just, right. you just don't, you just don't have time. So always having kind of that plan, plan B, um, you, you've taught us that. And then just making it a part of your life. So, so let's say you don't have a time to sit down, but you're going to be, you know, cleaning your house. You're going to be cooking. You're going to be doing the dishes or whatever. Uh, so, or even let's say, I need to be able to walk. I need to get a little activity today, but I also need to do status. And today's just one of these days I'm going to be working 10 hours or whatever. I'm going to be up till 10 o'clock doing activities or whatever. Then you just, you can listen to the status and you think it doesn't benefit you, but it does. So cause there's a certain amount of, I don't know what the word for is in your brain, but the whole muscle memory. So mm-hmm. yeah, eventually you're like, oh, why is this song so much easier now? Well, because I've listened to it so many times but I incorporated it into my my lunch break so I'm I'm fortunate that I I have to work eight to five so I have to take an hour lunch break so I incorporate you know at least 10 minutes um into my into my lunch break and then I also make sure I have time in the evening so often when my kids um go to go to sleep or also you know mommy mommy 10 minutes mommy 20 minutes and so they know it's Spanish time. So just making it a priority. And then you just got to choose. There's only so many hours in the day, right? So, right. so what, because people are like, oh, that's so amazing that you do that. You know, that's so amazing. It's, I'm like, you can do it too, right? So, but, 
but you you have to choose and some people may choose to play violin or people may choose to you know do some other some other activities so but for me um it's it's fun it's a priority we just kind of worked it into my day and I also feel like my 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 family just thinks especially my kids they just think that language learning is a normal it's just normal like a normal part like I, I talk everybody knows like all the all the Spanish form salsa coaches and everything but my my son you know he, he speaks Mandarin he goes to a public school that offers Mandarin and then yeah. my daughter's gonna start Mandarin and so to them and then my son loves um so does my my husband they love uh, football like real football, football soccer right mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> they're all in Spanish and so there's a maybe a little interest I don't know about with my husband maybe one day but definitely like my son like oh that's really interesting like a lot of his favorite players you know speak Spanish yeah and then my daughter really loved it because she thinks that's just normal like mommy mommy learns Spanish and so just really making it like this is normal this is what this is what we do at least in our family and yeah it's just a really really normalized just making making the time yeah I love that you've made like language learning just a norm in your house, because I think that a lot of us that grew up in the U S right. And we took a second language in school. It didn't feel like we were supposed to speak it. It felt more like we were, it was like language appreciation. I call it like art appreciation class. Like they don't expect you to paint a Van Gogh. <laughs> they expect you to look at it and admire it and understand why it's great. It's the same thing with language classes. I find in the U S especially like in public school, generally in the past it had been, I think it's getting a little better now, but not much, right? That it's like, oh, you're going to learn a little bit about Spanish or about French or whatever it is. But um, it's awesome that your kids learning Mandarin, by the way, <laughs> and that they offer that. But it's like this idea, it's like you're learning about the language, but they don't really expect you to be able to speak. So I love that you've normalized it for your children and your family and that you've said that it's about making it a priority, right? That it's it's fun. And when I find that you're enjoying something, it's a lot easier because it's like pulling you towards it versus you trying to pull yourself like, oh, I got to go learn today. It's like, oh, I want to listen to this new song or I want to listen to that song again. It becomes a much more enjoyable experience versus like, oh, I got to go study, you know, versus that. It just changes like the whole vibe of how you approach learning a language. Um, and yeah, so I love that you said that. And I, I do have a question and a follow-up question because my son also loves soccer or football, right? Like as the rest of the world calls it. So I got to ask what the what his favorite players are. I want to see if there's any any commonalities here. <laughs> I want to make sure. So so I know. Oh, so so he messy. So uh-huh. and then did so I listen. But you know what I mean? Like he his knowledge of of soccer is just off the charts right so were you like watching the world cup players. did you see Messi in the world cup <laughs> yeah so yes yeah. and then also uh christian ronaldo mm-hmm. cristiano ronaldo mm-hmm. so, so 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 many he'll be like mom how did you not know what my favorites are same thing um with my with my my um husband who they both like the premier league and so this is like this is, you can see, like, not my specialty when I'm talking about <laughs> Well, but you but know I'm what? Like, I think we need to get them together for a chat because I think, <laughs> like, my son is all over Ronaldo and, and Messi as well. We watched the World Cup. He had to, he had to tell me about soccer because uh, he also plays soccer. So he was, he was trying to explain to me what was going on in the World Cup. So I had to get educated, too. <laughs> so it sounds like we're okay. in the same boat with that. 
<laughs> yeah. And then they both like the Premier League. And then my husband likes Manchester City. And then there's mm-hmm. he's a huge player for Manchester City. I can just picture him right now. So um, he just scores like amazing goals. And then uh, my my son um, is Manchester United. So, uh, but they do kind of root for each other. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah, like they're so... Yeah, so enthusiastic. So because I, I, I keep learning more, but as you can tell, I'm kind of new and I'm trying to learn because they just are so excited about, yeah. So, but sometimes the games, like, are completely in Spanish. Yes, so, yeah. You'll learn you'll learn a lot of uh, soccer vocabulary just watching that beyond the goal, right? <laughs> you learn them kind of talking about, about things. Yeah, that's really cool. So, so we talked about, like, making time for the language by making it really a part of your life. You know, which I think is key because when we're trying to do something, especially when we have family, we have friends, we're already involved in things, it can feel sometimes, I don't know if you felt this way, but like learning a language, you can feel a little isolated because maybe you don't have friends that are already interested in learning Spanish. And you're like, I really, I'm really interested in this. Like, where where are my people, right? Where are the people that I can, that I can talk about this with that kind of understand that feeling of you know, when you're, you hear people speaking Spanish, you're out in public and you're like eavesdropping because you're trying to see, will you pick up anything they say, right? Uh, you're like, who can I talk to that understands that? So I'm curious with the Fluency Club, like what did that change about the way that you approach Spanish? Have you found having the weekly conversations group help the, I'm sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> Have you found having the weekly conversation groups to be helpful to you or how has that changed how you've approached learning Spanish? It's just so helpful because you actually, you actually learn, you actually use what you learn, right? So, and then you can also see where, you know, things you need to work on a little bit more. So, um, but yeah, and it allows me to be, allows me to be comfortable. Like, although everyone thinks I'm just the biggest extrovert, everybody thinks I am, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, I guess I could say I'm kind of an extroverted introvert. Like I can actually be very, very introverted at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of always force myself because I don't want to be in the corner because I know if you're just in the corner and I'm just seeing that, that's what introverts do, but you know what I mean? Like I kind of force myself. So, but it allows you to feel comfortable so that it's not so stressful. Right. So, and then it also allows you, uh, to make, to make mistakes. And, and <laughs> like, I am the, I don't know if I'm the queen of making mistakes, including in our group, <laughs> but, um, so, but, but also allows you to make, make mistakes especially like in the group versus um versus like out in the community there I know people would be really nice but yeah it just takes takes the pressure off because they're so patient and you also get to meet other people and you get that camaraderie so because sometimes you do uh some of the people that I have the most um outside of uh the fluency club like kind of understanding and kind of that camaraderie is one of the people is the people who um, is the teacher at the, the gym where I go and English is her second language and Spanish is her first language. So when you talk to anybody that's learning another language, that camaraderie, like, you know, about language learning and stuff like that, because yeah, sometimes you feel, you feel kind of alone. So when you have that Spanish fluency club, yeah, you don't feel like, you know, everybody's kind of in this together and we all have a common interest and because it can feel a little isolating. Like, am I the only one that's deciding to learn Spanish in her 40s, you know, or so, um, yeah, so it's just really nice to, to have that, and yeah, it's just, they're so fun, like, we're learning, but, like, it's so, like, 
as you, I, mean, I know you're biased. You've said this because you should be because they're fantastic. But yeah, the coaches are just absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. It's so fun and so knowledgeable. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, I, I do always brag like that we have an amazing team and they really do make it, make it fun and they make it interesting and they make it easy. You know, like I've never had anyone come out of a session and go, oh my gosh, I just felt uh, so stressed out. And, and I didn't know what to say because our team is just great. And they'll work with you regardless of what your level is. Um, and I love that you mentioned that it takes the stress out of things and and being introverted, right? And people think, thinking that you're more extroverted. Um, and I'm similar. I find that when I'm in smaller groups, like I, I appear more extroverted than I actually am. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that that's really important because when you're stressed out, you literally can't even access the Spanish that you know that's in your brain, right? So if you don't find a place to practice, to, to kind of get over some of that anxiety that comes with learning and speaking a language as an adult, right? Because as kids, we're usually like, oh, it's fine. I'm, you know, you're not worrying about making mistakes, but something happens that as we get older, we're much more self-conscious and we have this expectation that we're going to perform perfectly instead of thinking about connecting with the people that we're speaking to and being okay with not being perfect and making mistakes. So I love how you call yourself the queen of mistakes. <laughs> uh, Cause I think that's how you learn. You have to go out into the world and actually do things. Um, it's similar to, I recently, I was taking a, actually a stand-up comedy class, ironically. And one of the things we talked about in the class was you can't do stand-up comedy in your bedroom. Like you can't just be writing jokes and never test them out. Cause what if no one laughs? What if they're not funny? Um, but if you spend like a year, like I'm going to write the perfect jokes and then you get up and they don't work. You've now spent a whole year and not realizing that maybe you were on the wrong track. So I think it's really interesting how it parallels with language learning because to a certain point, like unless you actually try to speak to someone, you might not even know what those mistakes are. And the quicker you find out what they are, the quicker you can correct them. So as long as you stay behind the app, behind the computer screen, afraid to have that conversation, the longer it is that it's going to take you before you even begin your journey to fluency. You know, because I always say, like you mentioned Latin, which is a great thing to learn so that you understand the base of a lot of words that are in Spanish, because that is the root of, of the spoken Spanish that we have today. But Latin is considered what? A dead language. Why? Because no one speaks it. <laughs> so if you're learning Spanish and not speaking it, you basically kind of are learning Latin, right? Because you're not putting into practice what you're learning. So I love that you've been able to find some comfort in the group and some camaraderie. And I am curious to know, looking back on Kimberly a year ago, like this time last year, when you were just starting out and where you are now, what would you say is the biggest change you've noticed in your level of Spanish fluency? Like what's the biggest impact it's made on you being a part of the fluency club? So just mostly just as far as my, my comfort, understanding a lot more, though that's always the hardest for me is, is, is understanding. Right. So, um, but just the, the comfort and then just thinking back, like before, like I would do a few uh, sessions um, with some outside um, outside Spanish from salsa tutors and and I would understand some but like so much I wouldn't just be able to hear like so much like she was saying Europa and then I'm like is she talking about Ropa clothes like, <laughs> like you know what I mean like everything was you know very confusing and then 
not knowing the bees and the bees, right? Like, so why does the beer to live and the beer to, to drink sound like, yeah. like <laughs> sound the, the theme? So, and then just my, my, my comfort level, like, and also just probably my accent, like I still really struggle. Like it's going to be ongoing for me with my accent, but just pronouncing the word so much better before, and then being able to speak in, 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 in Spanish, like for long periods of time, like I, I met my, I met my goal where we have to speak only in Spanish for at least 10 hours. So I, I, I met that. And sometimes it was a little bit of a struggle, but there's no way I could have done that a year ago. Like, okay, you're going to speak um, for about two hours um, in Spanish only. So like, what? Like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to have to say, como se dice? Like, so, so yeah, so just the amount, and yes, I am learning, especially like, uh, was it in the needle, like Puerto in, in Puerto in Perfecto, yeah, so I'm still learning, um, sometimes I'll be telling a story, I'm like, I'm just gonna have to go to the present tips because it's too, yeah. it's too hard, yeah, so, and then just being able to, to speak and being able to, being able to kind of communicate, so and understand some pretty difficult things. Uh, one of my uh, professors uh, does a lot of culture in, in Mexico, right? So you know, some of the stuff is really kind of uh, very difficult. So, and also sometimes the coaches will talk about very specific things that's some more kind of difficult, but getting basically understanding like the general idea, being able to communicate what I need to say, and then being able to understand, yeah, it's the whole point, right? It's like, I can, I can do that. Whereas like, there's just no way. And then you, one of your sessions, you taught this because I'm like, I have to know all the words. Like I need to know the word for vaccine and curtain and whatever. Like I need to know all these words. And you're like, no, no, no. Like you can just the one, make sure you warm up. Like would you ever play like football or right? Or like, or like, would you ever just go just start running? Right. You're going to warm up. Right. You're going to listen to like some, a Spanish song and kind of warm up. And then also you can talk around. So you know, if you forget, you know, the word, whatever they may be, there's been lots of words. Like I had forgotten the word for shark. And so I, I said, you know, I said, Spanish, like uh, kind of like a fish in the ocean with big teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. So just the, the comfort level and being able to see the, the progress. So like, it's just, it's such a gift. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for having this program. And yeah, I just follow it kind of to the key a little bit further ahead. And yeah, it's such a, it's such a gift to be able to, to speak and then you realize that they understand you, right? So you can even joke a little bit too. Like you're like, wow, we're, we're joking a little bit too. Like it's just, it's just so fun. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, And I love that you mentioned like being able to talk around things. Cause that's one of those Spanish conversation hacks that, you know, I think people lose sight of like, they're like, no, but what if I forget a word, then I freeze up. And it's like, well, no, we teach you ways to like, keep the conversation going. Cause the point is to communicate. The point is not to show that you are like perfect in some way. Right. So I love that. Um, that's been helpful to you because it is a skill that you have to learn. Even if you have all the perfect vocabulary, being able to access it and use it in real time, and then knowing what to do when your memory fails, instead of just like giving up, right. Or freezing and going, uh, or, or switching to English, which is what most people do, especially if they're talking to someone who's bilingual and also speaks English. But learning how to stay in that moment, and and it's amazing that you've been able to to talk in Spanish for a few hours or listen to things and understand more. So I think that is just also a testament to you showing up 
um, in the club and actually doing the work. Cause I think a lot of people just, you know, we'll sign up for courses and things and we'll go, okay, well, I'll, it'll, it'll do everything for me, but you've clearly made it a priority. You've made it fun. Uh, you have great energy around it. And I think that, um, you've just done well. And so I thank you too, for being a part of our community. Uh, and to end out, I want to ask you just a few questions in Espanol. <laughs> Entonces, ¿estás, ¿estás lista? Estoy lista. Okay, entonces, Kimberly, ¿cuál es tu canción favorita en español? Trace por la mañana por Desi y Joy. Ah, okay. <laughs> Esa es una bachata, ¿verdad? Mm, no, 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 no. Aunque me gusta la bachata de Prince Royce y Romeo Santos, <laughs> sí, es un... Una canción con gente de, de Zona. Y, ah, ok. Sí, sí, y Jesse y Joy son hermanos. Creo que Jesse y Joy son de México y no es la bachata. Ah, ok, ok. Entonces tengo que buscar esa canción. Uh, otra pregunta. Si no tuvieras que trabajar... ¿Qué harías con el tiempo adicional? Paso tiempo con mi esposo y mis hijos. Y me gustaría con mi familia. Me gustaría viajar Costa Rica y, y Puerto Rico. Y viajar a lugares de Estados Unidos. Y me gustaría relajar. En nuestra casa. Entonces, relajar es una buena idea. Sí. Y la última pregunta que tengo es, ¿tienes alguna palabra o frase de español que es tu favorita? Sí, sí. Es, claro que sí. Si una madre dice, puedes ayudarme. Mi compañero de trabajo dice, claro que sí. Ok, muy bien. Eh, claro que sí, es una frase muy, muy útil, yo creo, porque puedes decir claro que sí para decir sí. Es mejor que solo dice sí. <ríe> También puedo decir claro que sí. Tiene más énfasis. Es more like uh, sure. You're like definitely versus just like yeah, you know. <ríe> so I love that too. I love claro que sí too. Entonces, muchísimas gracias otra vez. Thank you, Kimberly, so much for your time uh, and talking to us about your experience in the Spanish Fluency Club. You're, you're so, so welcome. I, I, love, I love Spanish Fluency also. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kimberly. And wow, she was just um, really inspiring. I don't know about you, but I left energized after this conversation. And again, she's really just showing that if you make Spanish a part of your life, and if you're excited about it and you approach it in a fun way, then you can really make a lot of progress. So I want you to think about looking back where you were around this time last year and how much progress have you made with your Spanish in that time? Do you feel confident about speaking the language? And if the answer is no, I invite you to check out our Spanish Fluency Club. Uh, right now the doors are open, but if you're listening to this after May 7th, 
you can still check it out because our waiting list will be there. So if you sign up, you'll be the first to know when we open doors again. But hopefully if you're hearing this uh, the first week of May 2023, you have until Sunday, May 7th to sign up for the Fluency Club. And we do have limited spots available because we really do work to match everyone up with a group that will work for them. So don't wait till the last day. Don't wait till the last minute. If you're interested, if you really think that you've been doing a lot of learning, but you really need to put into practice everything that you've been learning in Spanish, or if you're just not sure where to start uh, to get to fluency, check out the Spanish Fluency Club, SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. That's SpanishConSalsa.com slash join to get all the details about the Spanish Fluency Club. And we really do give you everything you need to get to fluency. So don't wait. Like Kimberly said, her mom said, there is never a perfect time. And I cannot agree more. The only perfect time is when you decide. It's all about making a decision that my life is not going to get any easier. I'm not getting any younger. I'm not going to be any less busy because something is always going to come up. I want to be fluent in Spanish, so I'm making it a priority in my life right now. And we love to be a part of that journey. SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. And as always, I hope that something you heard on the podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.